Welcome back to an episode of Too Many Men. Uh, Tony Pekinich, Eric Johnson, John Gallietta, and Trish all here. We have a number of stuff to get to today. We got Zach's Minute of Mets Madness. It's an exciting year for the New York Mets. And I think Zach's been able to tell you that, you know, he's feeling pretty... Excited. Excited. <laughs> um, and we also have our GOAT by number. We're doing numbers 26 through 75 today. And... Uh, but first, I want to discuss what happened to the Calgary Flames last night. They win seven to three. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And you win. Very validating win. A team that's been struggling. You out there, you score seven goals. Granted, North Division, a little tough. And then, how do you answer? You fire your fire head coach, head coach. Yep. after a dub. Smartest way to do it. That's. I mean, listen. When you've decided, you've decided. That's it. Jeff Ward's post-game press conference was one of the. I, what did he do? It was the saddest one. Because he's talking like, you know, we're, we're starting to get back at it, and oh. we'll be better tomorrow. And it's like, mm-mm. No. Daryl Sutter's the head coach now. Sorry. You're gone, guy. See you later. Daryl Sutter signs a three-year contract to be the next head coach of the Calgary Flames, uh, returning to the place he coached in the early 2000s. Obviously a move that's been in the works here for a couple weeks. You don't sign a coach to a three-year contract on a whim off a of firing on an interim basis. He's the permanent yeah. head coach there. Mm-hmm. Is that like an okay thing? That's not like tampering, to like. Not if he he's a free agent coach. Yeah, like that. They're allowed to negotiate a contract and then make the move to open up the position afterwards because he didn't officially yeah. sign the contract till the position became open. Uh, I guess John, f- football terms. Let's say you're trying to negotiate a contract with Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick's not signed to anybody. Uh, you what is there a tamper against? Yeah. Oh, uh, gotcha. So that I mean, just that's a tough look for Jeff Ward. You hate to see it, sure. <laughs> but this is a move that's been coming for weeks. I, I mean, can, I also I love Daryl Sutter. Yeah, Daryl Sutter, two-time Stanley Cup champion. So his tenure ended in Los Angeles, a little rocky. There was the players locking him out of the locker room <laughs> after a loss, and good personality though. Good personality, that's, He's a Sutter brother. That's a power move. By the oh, players. they were just fucking fed up with him. And so can't come in. This is a win-now move for Calgary. Are any of those players on this Flames team? Because that would be funny. No. Man, though, Daryl Sutter and Matt Kachuk in the same locker room. Oh, heads are going to collide in that locker room. It's going to be insane. Is, uh, I still don't think it's enough to win anything. Is Columbus's head coach still trying to yeah, get fired? I don't know if he's. St- I would imagine. You usually don't just stop that. <laughs> I mean, it seems like, for all intents and purposes, he was trying to get fired. John Tortorella just benching players for no reason. Patrick Line. Yeah. Well, no, he benched the other guy first, right? Dubois, but Dubois, Dubois. got traded. Yeah. For Patrick Line. And then he got Line and had him for like two games, and then benched him. They're struggling there too. I gotta imagine Torts is gonna be the next one out of there. Because it doesn't look like Detroit's going to fire their head coach. So I, I would say Torts might be near the top of the list to go next. Dude, what is Detroit doing? Uh, why? That's a good question. Why do they keep Sensible the same question. head coach? Jeff now, Blashill, he coached in the playoffs. <laughs> now, I kind of want to talk about something hockey-related, but it's not coach-related. Go ahead. The game between Washington and Boston tonight. Boston beat the piss out of Washington. What was the well, score? I didn't see. I turned it off and it was 5 nothing. You want to talk about being the piss? Do you guys see the Wilson hit on Brandon Carla? Yeah, a little bit of a, a little bit of a blindside hit behind the. That's behind the goal intentional. Line. Oh. That's a suspension because he's a repeat offender. Yeah, and Wilson doesn't get the benefit of the doubt anymore. It's just sorry. You've done it too. Many You've done times. it too many times. And he fought Trent Frederick 
yeah. beat crap out of Trent Frederick. Yeah, but you think they'd they'd feel the same well, way Tenorti about like, too. Brad Marchand, but they don't. He's been suspended. He's been suspended, but he doesn't oh. get suspended like every single time. Dude, I remember no, when Nas Kadri was getting suspended almost every year. Nas Kadri was a repeat offender. Yeah. But I, I don't think Marshawn's thing classifies as a repeat offender because you need to have a certain amount of suspensions in a certain period of time. Oh, okay. See, like, like yeah, Tom Wilson's suspended every year. Yeah, I know. It, it, Tom Wilson also doesn't care if he's suspended every year. Yeah, because uh, obviously. Like, it's nice to see enforcers are still around. He's not even really an enforcer. He scores goals. He's their first-line winger. Yeah. Like, if you're Washington, listen, you love the physicality. You love all that. But it's like, listen, you're a first-line winger. You yeah, you need to stop fucking around. Game. Like, if you're a fourth-line nobody and all you're doing is going out and killing people. Totally different. <laughs> totally. Like Nate So, Bash. yeah, when, when George Paros is giving the letter to Tom Wilson that he's been hit with an eight-game suspension, Tom Wilson's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it, it's it's like, all right, just a little rest, a little vacation. And Ovechkin's there like, I can still make passes. Yeah. I'm just not going to be yeah. Tom Wilson. Yeah, Tom Wilson's probably thinking, oh, we can get a week off in the, in the Bahamas if for they a can, If they can turn Tom Wilson into like a, for a top six type forward, they I'm pretty sure they could do it with anybody. Now, I will say this. I've been to games in Washington. And Nicholas Backstrom and Evgeny Kuznetsov scored. And by far the biggest reception was when Tom Wilson put the puck in the he's, net. He's a fan favorite. They he's love got, him. Everything about him screams goon energy, but he finishes. It, it's Good for him. It, 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 he might be the strangest goon in the National Hockey League. <laughs> and maybe of like the last 25 years. I was going to say, it's been the past little while. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, like... Goons have kind of been phased out of the league. I guess the only way to remain a goon now is, to is you have pucks. to, yeah, you got to back it up. And he does. I mean, a lot of that is yeah, you play with Alexander Ovechkin, Nicholas Baxter, and Evgeny Kuznetsov. You're standing in front of the net. You're on the first power play unit. TJ Oshie. TJ Oshie. And it's, <laughs> it helps. But still, he's put up the numbers. I mean, look at some of the guys. Who was that? That uh, uh, Detroit had in the 90s. Oh. Oh my God! What's his name? Uh, is it Bob Probert? Well, yeah, there was Bob Probert. There was Bob there was Probert. Like Williams. Uh, Darren McCarty, right? Yeah, McCarty was actually halfway decent. Goal yeah, he potted pucks, and a lot of that is you're playing with Steve Eiserman. You're playing with the, the best team in the '90s, the Detroit Red Wings. It's gonna help. Yeah. And you're gonna it, Tom Wilson. It, it's it's mirrored almost with that. All right, so let's Zach, Zach is back. Zach took the year <laughs> off. From his minute of Mets madness last year, no madness in 2020 for him. It was a shortened season. He couldn't really get into it in that type of way. He's back for spring training. His list of hopes is longer than ever. His enthusiasm is through the roof. He's excited, which we heard earlier in the podcast. So it's time for the return. First one since August of the 2019 season for Zach's minute of Mets madness. And here he is. Meet the Mets, meet the Mets, step right up and greet the Mets. It's that time of the year again. Spring training is here. Everywhere all good, and the Mets are going to come into the season and kick some fucking ass after having a fucking phenomenal offseason, getting players and getting depth, and Steve Cohen putting in his new regime. Sadly, 
I have to talk about Tim Tebow retiring. I wanted to see him in a Mets jersey. I wanted to go to a game to see Tim Tebow strike out or fly out, whatever he probably would have done. He wouldn't have done much. But just to see Tebow there, I would have loved it. Um, but this is probably the best offseason as a Mets fan for me. 21 years on this earth. I don't think I've ever been more excited at coming out of an offseason, waiting for these players, and finally being in the market for some top, top players in the league like Lindor. Uh, we couldn't get Bauer, but fuck him. He's a he's an asshole. But also, uh, Lindor and Conforto are going to be re-signed or extended in this spring training. Hopefully. I think more than likely it's going to get done. There's no reason for it not to. We have the money. We have the, the willpower. Both players want to be here or want to have a long-term contract. So it's a no-brainer. And, and after everything they've done this offseason, it would just be the cherry on top. Um, so we're getting towards my prediction for the season. I think that we have a, uh, a division leader of a team here. We have a lot of a lot of depth now. We have a lot of players uh, that can make an impact. And I think our rotation is stronger. Uh, we have definitely a lot more depth than we did last year. I think we're going to be a 92 and 68 team. And you can take that to the bank because we're going to the playoffs this this year. Let's go Mets. So, Zach, with a very interesting prediction for the Mets, in a 162-game season, Zach has the Mets going 92-68. and 68. What about those last two games, Zach? What about them? Uh, Big math from Zach. They're rainouts. Rainout, right. I just decided at the end of the year we're not going to play them. Two ties. Two ties in the Mets' schedule. That's it's going to be one of those 20 inning games where there's, like, a curfew. Yeah, and they're like, well, this game doesn't matter toward the standings anyway, so tie. We're going to have Bud Selig coming out and saying the All-Star game's canceled. It's a tie. All right, John. All right. Big basketball guy. Let's do this. What's happening with Blake Griffin? So, Blake Griffin got bought out by the Detroit Pistons today. They uh, he, he gave up $15 million of his contract. Or was it thirteen? Like Anyway, he gave Whatever it was, it's a nice chunk of change, and that's yeah. just how bad people want to get out of Detroit. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, so right now he's rumored to – I think the Clippers are the – Main suitors right now for him, but imagine I don't he think went he's back go to, to return to the Clippers to Lob City. He should reunite with Chris Paul down in Phoenix. Do you imagine? Or he could reunite with DeAndre Jordan. Nah, Chris Paul is better. Who do you think he prefer? Who Who do you think he prefers? I feel like that ended pretty badly with Paul and uh, Griffin. No, it ended pretty badly with the Clippers and Griffin. Yeah, him going back to the Clippers would be a shock. I'll never forget, you know the whole thing with Griffin, how they uh, convinced him to stay in free agency by giving him a t-shirt with the, like him on Mount Rushmore next to JFK, MLK, all these like great leaders. That's not to... even their craziest like free agent story. Remember what they did with DeAndre Jordan, the Clippers? Oh, yeah, they, Where they, they brought him in his house. They, did, they locked him in somewhere so the Mavericks couldn't get to him? Yeah, they literally posted on Twitter <laughs> like a photo of a door, like uh, sorry, a chair against the door. They wouldn't so they let him leave, and he signed the contract. That's kidnapping. Mm. Yeah. He signed the contract. That's still kidnapping. I don't think anybody's gonna call it that because he still signed the contract. He could have easily just said, "I'm not signing the contract. Let me go to my meeting with the Dallas Mavericks." They had a gun to his head. They wouldn't let him leave. What the uh, the practice facility or something? 
I think it was his house. Was it his house? It was his house, man. That's the best Damn. Part. <laughs> Doc Rivers does not joke around. Do you know so, what, you know when it comes biggest, to free agents. You know what the best flex would be for Blake Griffin? You know what? I'm not going with the Clippers. I'll go to the Lakers and be the backup. That'd be mm. something. AD injured right now. Sure. The uh, thing with Blake Griffin is a lot of people got to, you know, look at it besides just a name. He has not been playing good this year no, at all. No, not at all. No. It's the knee injury from last year. It's really kind of sad to see. You know, he has actually recorded zero dunks on the year. And for a player like Really? Blake Gri- yeah. Blake also, Griffin has zero dunks damn. on the year. Also, Detroit. Yeah, a lot of that's just, you know, Detroit kind of sucks. Yeah. But, so I mean, they suck. They really suck. They sucked the last two years, and he was still able to be himself. It just like seems like maybe he's kind of turned that corner, you know, of the you know decline the age. of his career. Yeah, injuries take a toll, man. He's had a. I never like a understood what them. Detroit was trying to do by having Griffin and Drummond on the court. I mean, it didn't I never make any damn sense. That when that trade happened, we were shocked as basketball it's fans. It's because it didn't make any sense. Yeah, like <laughs> the team made no sense. Because the team was not a powerhouse. Yeah, I I remember the comp I saw at the time was uh, remember New Orleans Boogie was still there with Boogie the AD. and AD. Yeah, and this was like the light, you know, the off-brand version of it, Blake Griffin and, and Drummond, and that and, didn't work either. Yeah, imagine Boogie and Zion well, in their primes. They made the playoffs that year. Were they the eight seed? They were Detroit. Yeah. No, Boogie and AD. Oh, wait, uh, no, they were uh, the fifth seed. They swept the Blazers. Yeah, they were good. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Here, here's the thing. When Boogie got hurt that year, they were playing amazing basketball. They actually were one of the only teams to beat a healthy Rockets team with Capella, Chris Paul, and Harden all playing together. Because that team, that lineup, Chris Paul, Harden, and Capella, they were something like 27-1 and one when they all were playing together that year. It was insane. Yeah. And the Pelicans, they beat them. And that There's was actually also the last... Oh, sorry, go ahead. There's also rumors that Philly might be getting some help finally. Who? Daryl Morey potentially getting a Daryl Morey guy, P.J. Tucker. Ooh. That'd be a nice depth, depth piece for the yeah. Sixers. The thing with you him know, in Houston... No, it, nothing better than the Sixers and our big man. Oh, yeah. He's been up and able Fast. to have a good year in Houston, especially because, you know, once Harden left, he really needs a star to kind of be able to, you know, get any production at all. So him going to the Sixers would be a good fit. Before we get into the go by number, did it, you guys all saw the Bleacher Report how James Harden got his way out of Houston, right? I did, yeah. You gained weight. Yeah, well, yeah. But, man, there was like there were parties after he found out he was going there, and then he wasn't going there, and then yeah. Miami got involved, and then there was Jimmy a Jimmy Butler approved the trade for James Harden to Miami. Yeah. said, I'm so down with that. It was like the details for that were something insane though like five first round picks like a bunch of first pick swaps Breakfast Tyler Hero, two, uh, Kendrick Nunn Duncan Robinson yeah. Tyler Hero two first and four first pick swaps so before you guys were wondering how where all this money's coming from in Brooklyn and how far over the cap they are I looked it up and if this website is correct I'm on uh, sporttac.com sporttrack's good they're really good uh, and so the salary cap in the NBA is one hundred and nine million, one hundred and forty thousand. Their total salary right now is one hundred and sixty-four million five hundred and sixty-four thousand two hundred and fifty-eight. They're over the cap by fifty-five million dollars. So, so they're not over the cap, or they're not under the cap, is what we have found out. Correct. Oh. 
they are way over. And I, I didn't know that they had a luxury I forgot. tax. The yeah. luxury tax estimate for this year is $92 million, or yeah, ninety-two million five hundred thousand eight hundred. The NBA works weird, and I learned this from 2K and NBA GM. You can sign a bunch of contracts all you want to get under the cap, and then if you're up against it, you can just start signing veterans to veteran minimums, and yeah. that's fine. And also the way bird rights work is, you know, if you have like had a player, you know, tenured for like more than a year, yeah. you can go over the cap mm-hmm. into the luxury tax to sign them. Well, that's what the contract hardens on right now. Harden's on a $44 million bird Supermax. I think it was a Supermax, at least. I well, it is. I, it says it on here. Hang on. Uh, I remember uh, the, the, the news before, you know, before he uh, left Houston was he was he had turned down a $50 million extension yeah. for like two years onto that. So, so your, local, your local DoorDash and Uber Eats drivers are going to end up playing center and power forward for the Nets for the next couple of years. They can't afford anybody else. Basically, you know, I'm at, I actually have a tryout with the Nets as their third string center. Do you? Good luck, yeah. Man. Yeah. Oh man, yo, when's your tryout? I'm not, I've got one I'm next not, couple. Months. Listen, I'm not trying to break the bank with my contract, but I, I heard they're in a tough spot, so I'm willing to help them out if they need it. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll ride the end of a bench for a ring. I'll yeah. Work. Yeah, I will send my resume to Mikhail Prokhorov. Yeah, I played you know rec basketball in elementary school. I think. You have the weirdest shot. three shot I've ever seen in my life. Table cephalosis over my head. Over Here you go. Head. Come, have you ever seen him shoot a basketball? No. Can't John, say we've I've, played basketball together. I can't say I've looked at your form. Yeah. It's I let that shit go from high. It's insane. It's cephalosis. threes. <laughs> but he's, he's money with it, though. Cash. Straight. Dude, I. Shut up, Tom. There's a certain <laughs> spot I'm cash on the on the court. It's just to the right, not left. Left, I can't make it. Just from the right of the charity stripe, money. Straight gash. <laughs> Basically Jordan from that one spot alone. Everywhere else, Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> um, we got a Jose Canseco tweet that says Mark McGuire corked his bat before every game. Are we believing that? No. Some was also 25 years ago. Like, I mean, Prove Canse- it, pussy. C- Canseco. Come out with that shit when it was happening. Right. I don't care about it now. Like if it's I don't care about baseball players who hit a bunch yeah. of home runs twenty years ago. Sorry, Canseco's a piece of shit for what he did. They were football. all on roids. I think every ba- uh, every baseball player should be allowed to take steroids. Fight me. All right, so here we go. Goat by number. We'll go through our consensus double zeros to twenty fives up until this point. Double zero, Jim Otto. Zero, Russell Westbrook. One, Warren Moon. Two. Derek Jeter, three Babe Ruth, four Lou Gehrig, five Joe DiMaggio, six Bill Russell, seven Mickey Mantle, eight Kobe Bryant, nine Gordie Howe, ten Lionel Messi, eleven Mark Messier, twelve Tom Brady, thirteen Wilt Chamberlain, fourteen Pete Rose, fifteen Patrick Mahomes, sixteen Joe Montana, seventeen Yari Curry, eighteen Peyton Manning, nineteen Johnny Unitas, twenty Barry Sanders, twenty-one Tim Duncan, twenty-two Emmett Smith, twenty-three Michael Jordan, twenty-four Kobe Bryant, twenty-five. Barry Bonds. We go now to number 26. Tom says Wade Boggs. Other players potentially up for consideration. We got Rod Woodson, John Terry, uh, Jimmy Fox, Daryl Strawberry. Saquon Barkley's on this list, but I don't think he's done enough yet. Patrick Eliash, Andrew McCutcheon. All right, I'll be the homer. I'll say Patrick Eliash. Yeah, I I, I want to say Patrick Eliash. 1,000 NHL points? That's, yeah. Two Stanley Cups? You said Wade Boggs, Tom. <laughs> you could have spoke that out loud. Instead, you, you gonna, mimed it to me for some reason. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to agree. 
I'm in agree with the agreement with that. Wade Boggs. So I'm saying Eliash. I'm with you on that. Eric, what are you saying? Am I the tiebreaker? I think yeah, you yeah, are. Between Boggs and cool. Eliash. Yeah, uh, I have I have a signed card of this guy. Um, one of my favorites. He ate a piece of chicken before every game, and a piece of cheesecake too. Gotta go, Wade Boggs. I had a feeling that was going that way. Wade Boggs <laughs> probably better than Patrick Eliash. I'm just a homer. That's that's why. That's fine. Hey, did you pick Eli Manning for number ten? Because uh, I did. No, I did not. So, pick Lionel Messi. <laughs> the, the correct choice. I picked Eli Manning. So, you also picked Nathan Bastion for 14. That's true. You did. I did. I couldn't think of a better 14. So our number 26. Despite the MLB hits, King. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know how you chose Nate Bastion over Pete Rose. <laughs> Perhaps the most interesting choice. It's going to be really, Nate it's gonna be really awkward good. in a couple months if Nathan Bastion goes to Seattle. Let's go number 27. Tom says Scott Niedermeyer. Also up for consideration, Mike Trout, Casey Jones, Vladimir Guerrero Sr. David Ortiz is on this list. He wore 27, I'd imagine, briefly. Was that in his Minnesota Twins days, Eric? I'm going to guess it was during his Minnesota Twins days. I always associated him, I think it was with 34. 34 is the number. Steve Atwater, Eddie George. I'm with Niedermeyer. Niedermeyer is the best offensive defenseman in NHL history. Yep. Like all, like every single offensive defenseman now is a template from Niedermeyer who is, you know, built onto the Bobby Orr template. So you're saying Niedermeyer too, Trish. Mm-hmm. So Niedermeyer has a consensus. John, what are you saying? I'm going to go with my man, Eddie George, who was uh, as electric on the screen in Ballers with Dwayne Johnson as he was on the field. Facts. Straight <laughs> facts <laughs> coming from over there. Facts. Actually, anybody wants to watch Eddie George? No. Um, I will say this. I Fun fact, I actually wore 27 playing baseball um, for many years. Um, it's my favorite number, and I chose 27 because of Vladimir Guerrero. Now – I think we're all in agreement that there is a time where Mike Trout could take this. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. But I feel and, so bad for Mike Trout. It's it's tough for Trout because the thing is, we talk about rings a lot. Win something. He's not going to win a yeah, damn thing. Not not in Los Angeles. No. He doesn't have any help. Yeah, it's just it's it's him. It's an aging and Albert like, Pujols in his last season now, and it's Shohei Otani. Yeah, and Otani's getting injured all the time. Let's go number 28. Tom says Adrian Peterson. I already know. I'm like 95% sure that's going to be Eric's pick. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But also up for consideration, we got Marshall Falk, Gaylord Perry, uh, Buster Posey, Darren Woodson, Curtis Martin. But I am not going against Adrian Peterson. Perhaps the most dominant running back of the early 2010s. There's no way. Listen, I, I got to go with him just because of his switch game. Uh, oh, you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? It happened. Oh, Boy, get a switch. Eric, you taking Adrian Peterson? Of course. Man was an MVP. John? Man, man single-handedly carried my team. Running back also. MVPs. Oh, yeah. Come Adrian, on. Adrian Peterson. I mean, who could forget his time on he the football team? He got Christian Ponder oh. to the playoffs. He wore 26 on the football team. Oh, did he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. John? Damn. Tom? Oh, Tom, Tom. Uh, I, I just want to say he wasn't on the football team. Oh, he was on the Redskins. He was a Redskin. I know, but we can't yeah. call him that anymore. <laughs> no, they're the football team. So AP across the board. Let's go to number 29. 
Tom going with another running back. He has Eric Dickerson, former Rams running back, as the greatest athlete to wear number 29. Also up for consideration, we got Catfish Hunter, Rod Carew, John Smoltz, uh, Adrian Beltre, Ken Dryden, DeMarco Murray, Earl Thomas. Satchel Page. Satchel Page. Uh, I, I'm going to go... Uh, Hey, Eric Dickerson was a great, great running back, but I, I'm going, I'm going Ken Dryden, multiple-time Stanley Cup champion there in uh, Montreal at the time of his retirement, considered perhaps the greatest goalie of all time. You know, until you got players like Patrick Waugh, Marty Brodeur, Dominic Ashik coming along. So I'm going Ken Dryden. Eric, I'm agreeing with. Well, I'm agreeing with a Pickenich. I'm agreeing with Tom. Eric Dickerson. John? You can't, beat, you can't beat those Rex Becks. Yeah, Eric, Facts. Eric Dickerson. I'm going to have to go with that. So Eric Dickerson's the consensus. Trish, who do you got? I'll go with your guy, Dryden. So Eric Dickerson is the consensus. Best player to win number 29. Number 30, Tom going with the all-time winningest goalie in NHL history, Martin Brodeur. Uh, some other players up for consideration. There's some good ones. Steph Curry, mm-hmm. Nolan Ryan, mm-hmm. Ken Griffey Jr. Mm-hmm. You want to throw... I, I don't want to put Todd Gurley in there. Terrell Davis, I would put in there. Henrik Lundqvist, you put yeah, in there. Yeah, I was about to say. You want to getting getting Bernard there. King too, if you want. Del Curry, I, I'm I'm going. I, I mean, he has 694 wins. Yeah. I, I'm going with Marty Brodeur. There's there's no other goaltender in the National Hockey League with more wins, more shutouts, three Stanley Cups to boot. Uh, he's he's the greatest player to wear number 30. Eric. You're forgetting goalie me. goals as well. That too, he's got three. I'm gonna go with Marty Brodeur as well. Eric? Come back to me. I'm okay. hear John's first. So, Bredor's already the consensus. John? Steph Curry. I respect that. I do, too. Greatest shooter in NBA history. I think he's arguing for a top maybe five-point guard of all time. I'm going to yeah. say greatest three-point shooter of all time. It's the most accurate shooter. In, he's, he's the best shooter in NBA history. Can he John? skyhook, though? He doesn't need to. But can he John's skyhook? I think he could. Hmm. There's a reason a lot of players don't, because they can't. Eric, did you say Steph Curry? I'm going to say Nolan Ryan. It's also a good choice. Okay. But Marty Brodeur, the consensus. It's, it's, it's tough. because You call yourself Marty, a devil's favorite. If, if, if Marty still wears 29, he wins that. Yeah, he'd be far and away 29. He'd be 29 over Eric Dickerson pretty easily. 30 is an interesting number. I mean, before Steph Curry, it, it was really a two-horse race between Ryan and Brodeur. But Marty Brodeur, it's just so it, '90s goaltending. It was Brodeur. That was the thing, and it went to four. It went to five cups. So I, you got to give it number thirty-one. Tom went with a New York Met. Does anybody want to take a guess who that is? Mike Piazza. Bingo, Jonathan. Oh, Mike yeah. Piazza. Eric, what do you think about Tom's pick? Of Mike Piazza, <laughs> it's this. This one's tough too, because it's like again, how much are we valuing rings here? Um, it's between two for me, but the Homer in me is going to go Piazza. It's between Mike Piazza and Reggie Miller. I'll just say it. Oh, Reggie Miller's a good one. So Eric's saying Piazza. The only, literally, the only thing missing from Mike Piazza's resume is the ring. Uh and again, so is Reggie. So is Reggie, yeah. Same with Reggie Miller. Yeah, but I'm going Reggie Miller. <clears throat> yeah. 
Yeah, in my mind, he's had a more like prolific career. Uh, yeah, he definitely he like, definitely has. Like Mike Piazza's uh, a household name here because he played in this area. I feel like Reggie Miller's known kind of far and wide. Um, and Mike Piazza is like a top five catcher. I'll tell you that. I'm going with a player who has his number retired by two teams, number 31. I am going with uh, Greg Maddox. You know, eight eight time All Star, won the World Series in '95, four time Cy Young. Also solid pick. Not going to argue with that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to go with Maddox. And John, you going with Piazza? I'm actually going to go with Reggie Miller. It's my boy. It's a good pick too. All right, so a tie, and I'm the only one who voted differently, so I get to break the tiebreaker. Reggie Miller. And I I, I would like an argument from both sides. Oh no. For who? Uh, oh, like Piazza versus Reggie Miller. So, me, me and, so it's me and Tom versus versus Trish John and, and Tom. Trish. So I'll let I'll let you two go first with Reggie Miller. No, oh. oh, Tom's already got. I just, I got Come over here and speak into the microphone. Oh, you gotta get up. Difficult, I know. Right, oh, I see I, Tom. All right, I just got one thing I want to say because I'm gonna let Eric handle this because he watches baseball. <laughs> uh, I know who Mike Piazza is, and I I hardly watch baseball. That's how good he is. That's it. Also, the story of Mike Piazza is kind of insane. The man was drafted as a favor. Yeah. And then ended up being. It's the third amazing. round pick, right? Something like that? Yeah, something insane. Damn. Eric, you got any more arguments for Mike Piazza? Well, first of all, I think Tom saying he doesn't watch his baseball and knows who Mike Piazza is might be a better thing than what I'm going to say. But, I mean, the man was a hero here for, mul- for yeah. multiple different reasons. I mean, it. In New York, the 9-11 game. The first yeah, and that's the thing game. I think pushing it for me is the home run. If you can give me something with Reggie Miller, I know Reggie Miller had his moments. The choking thing, that, it was good. Eight points in six seconds or something like that. Eight points, <laughs> the first, the home run. The that home run at Shea. together and Spike essentially Lee. at the time a country together. Miss me with Spike Lee. I'm going Mike Piazza and listen if Mike Piazza doesn't hit that home run I'm probably going Reggie Miller but Mike Piazza did hit that home run. So the consensus on the tie-breaking vote by, by me Mike Piazza. Number 32. We're starting to get into some weird numbers. Oh numbers man I'm looking no at the list for 32. 32 the list the, the list is pretty long for 32. Magic. Hmm. Jim Brown. Dr. J, Sandy Koufax, Carl Malone, Marcus Allen, Franco Harris, O.J. Simpson. Uh, I'm giving it to O.J. I don't know you hear any other names. Bill Walton, Kevin McHale. O.J. Blake Griffin. O.J. Trish is saying O.J. Man, did, you know, they run for 2,000 yards in a 14-game season. They won an MVP. Listen, name another running back that killed two people that hard. You can't. OJ does different. John? Give me magic. That's a pretty good. Eric? Magic. But did magic kill those people, though? I don't think so. That we know of. I, <laughs> I'm going with Tom. I'm going with potentially the greatest halfback in NFL history. I'm going Jim Brown. Okay. He also has the chance. Fair. But did Jim Brown kill those people? So you're the tiebreaker. Ooh. Between Magic so and Jim Brown. So he can't be OJ. I'm going to go Magic. Yeah, that know. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> magic. Nobody good. could pass like Magic. Yeah, honestly. No one has AIDS like Magic. It's different. 
33. He has HIV. What was that? Okay. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> we really need to make that distinction. 33 is kind of a stacked number two. Tom said Patrick Waugh, and that is a very, very good pick. But I, also up for consideration at 33, Larry Bird, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, mm, oh, Scotty man. Pippen, Pat Ewing. Shaq's on this list for 33, but I'm not counting him for 33. No. He wasn't 33 wasn't his no. thing. So the only reason I don't want to give it to Scotty Pippen is because Scotty Earl never the Pearl did it. Monroe. Scotty never did it without Jordan. Okay. Jose Canseco's on my list. Come <laughs> <laughs> oh, on, Tom, Tom. I mean, he was in his prime with Jordan, and by the time he didn't have Jordan, he was already very old. He only had Marcus Saul. He, he didn't have Jordan two for seasons. two years. Yeah. And he was the head guy. They were a playoff team. They were a playoff yeah, team, but, but they Jordan, didn't win anything. Yeah, but Jordan had Pippen. Pippen had who? Who did Pippen have for those two Who was two Pippen's seasons? two? Who was Pippen's two? Pippen didn't have a two. Jordan had a two. It was Scottie Pippen. Pippen had the rest. <laughs> also, Pippen was injured. Pippen might be the greatest two of, their, of all time. One of the entire seasons, all he had was, uh, what's his name? Crazy hair. Hell Dennis Rodman. Dennis all he had was another Hall of Famer in Dennis Rodman. <laughs> We all saw the last dance. We all know Scottie Pippen quit on his team. That he one did. year, Jordan. He did. Scottie right. Pippen's still the greatest number two of all time. Scottie Pippen sat down. Okay, yes, and I'm not denying that. But Larry Bird and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar were one of the greatest people to ever play basketball. So I, I think we're taking Patrick Wilde out of the running, Tom. Sorry. Poor choice. I think it's between parents. Bird and uh, – you're, you're, you're not going to stand here on your soapbox arguing for Pat Ewing, are you? I thought about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just wondering. <laughs> I, I just want to those say, knee pads, though. I just want to say that it's amazing that a podcast like this talks about how important rings are. When I just name the two people with the most rings here, and you guys are throwing out other names, but whatever, go off. Dude, Kareem was, and Pippen have the same amount of rings. Okay. And Kareem was the centerpiece of those teams. And Tom, for me, it's the Scotty Pippen argument. was the number two. Kareem won a championship in Milwaukee. Honestly. Okay. Who wins? Ch- Giannis isn't even doing that. He'll get there. Meh. Can Giannis just win so he can finally go to the Lakers and complete his career? I'm going the <laughs> NBA's all-time leading scorer, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. As much as I love Larry Bird, and I love him because him in 2K, it's in, it's unfair. You pull up with him from three, it's like having – John, you've seen it. You've played with the all-time Steph Curry in 2K. It's basically the same thing as Larry Bird. Larry Bird will pull it from anywhere. His shot's just too long to do anything with in the damn game. He's too tall, yeah. So I'm saying, I'm saying Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I gotta go. With, I mean, I mastered his move in rec basketball. Skyhook. It's the only shot. It's the only shot I took, really. Damn. And people were confused when I was draining. You can it. throw up the skyhook. Oh yeah, that was my thing. <laughs> oh okay. From uh, from the free throw line, I would come across, I'd get the ball, and I'd just toss it up. And Dude, my coach would be like, "What the hell are you doing?" I'm like, "I make them. Why are you mad at me?" Be sure to bust it out during your Nets audition. You oh, know, yeah, I got it. Out. I got yeah. it. I, yeah. Listen, if it, I mean, it'd probably be different if there was like a 6'5 guy guarding me. <laughs> but <laughs> hey, you're I, sitting there 5'11 yeah, trying to skyhook over a dude that's 6'7. You're just like, putting his hand here and <laughs> Tone's going to be skyhooking over Kyrie Irving. Do you ever hear uh, Kareem talk about his skyhook? He was talking about it, and he's like, yeah, people were mad at me trying to find reasons why it's cheating. He's like, it wasn't cheating. I could just do it. Yeah. No one else could. 19-time All-Star. 10-time All-NBA first team. Yeah. And he only won the rebounding champion. He was only the rebounding champion once. I'm going Kareem. He, he was too good. John? I'm going to go Kareem with this, too. Eric? Kareem, as much as I love Larry Bird. Kareem is the consensus number one, Tom. Sorry. I also love Larry Bird as well, but Kareem was just... Number 34. Those goggles. Tom is saying the diesel. 
Yeah. Shaquille O'Neal, and that is Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. When he was like really, really good. Yeah. After the Wizards years. Nope. Nope. Before Mag- the Wizards years. Uh, he was never- magic. 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 That's what I meant. After That's the Wizards years. After the Magic years. After the Magic years. Some other names. Walter Payton. I. He also just great. Bryce Harper. I don't think he's reached that level. Hakeem no. Olajuwon. Great too, but not Shaq level. Uh, you talk Shaq, you're talking top five player in NBA history, especially, you know, at his height. Oh, my God. I'm taking Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Uh, man he, the the man single-handedly changed the game. Eric? As much as as much as I want to say Shaq, I'm going sweetness. Yeah, Walter Payton. Listen, uh, I, when he was done playing, he was considered the best running back in the game. True. Uh, John? I'm taking the greatest Houston Rocket of all time, Hakeem Olajuwon. Okay. <laughs> Is that a shot at James Harden? Yeah. But also, okay. Hakeem, <laughs> when you compare him and Shaq, Shaq was the most dominant, probably, player in NBA history. You know, when he was, like, in his peak in the Magic. You said early it, not Lakers. Man, man Hakeem, John, I thought that was a shot at Russell Westbrook for a minute. <laughs> no, Hakeem, though, like, probably the one of the greatest offensive and defensive players we've ever seen that like stretch like uh, from 94 and 95 when they went back to back when Jordan was retired like they're the only six seed I think they'll ever win an NBA title and that was off yeah. all off the back of him that's just greatness so number 35 uh, there's not a lot of names to pick from here I wanted to talk more about Shaq you just what, what? You didn't even go to me I just said, yeah, I agree. And then you just skipped oh, over. Are me. you taking Shaq? I am taking Shaq, but the I man wanted to talk about how the, on AEW. the man, how the man changed. Oh yeah, the I want to talk about that for a second. I, oh yeah, well he was wrestling. I watched him wrestle. Awesome. That was fantastic. But he he Two implemented tables. rule changes in the league for how uh, a rim and a hoop is basically put together. They had to reinforce. He took down a basketball. That, he took hoop. down that hoop at the at the con, at the <laughs> Brendan Byrne Arena at the Meadowlands. He kept taking that. That wasn't the only play. That was the place that where was, he took the whole yeah, thing down. Yeah. But there were other times where he would like. There was a point in the league where he was breaking rims every other week. He would jump up, dunk, and then the whole backboard would just shatter, and he would just laugh. Like, and then because of that, they had to change everything about how the hoop was made so that it could support the weight of people like Shaq who shouldn't have been able to exist. Man also rapped. Yeah, yeah he, he did. did. Yeah, he but, did. And he also acted. Uh, Great acts. actor. Still acts. Yeah, he still acts. But like back in the 90s and early 2000s, he was way more into it. Yeah. Like in the uh, Shazam years. Was it Shazam or? Kazam. 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 That was early. No. Ni- that was 90s. That was 90s. Yeah. That's, all, that's all cool stuff. Walter Payton. Yeah, I can see the argument for Walter Payton too. Yeah, but yeah. did Walter let's, Payton let's play a rapping genie? Yes, Super Bowl Shuffle. I saw it. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Thirty-five. Tom says Kevin Durant, and I don't have a ton of argument against it. Some other names: Frank Thomas, one of the best nicknames in sports, the Big Hurt. Um, <laughs> Justin Verlander. No. Mike Tolbert's on this list for some reason at 11. I, I love Mike Tolbert so much because it was funny watching him run the football. Um, Mike Richter, another good pick, but I, I think I think it's it, it's easily Kevin Durant. Yeah, far and away. Yeah, I hate to say it, but yeah. Eric, you Why agree you with that? Fuck, I hate Durant. Yeah, um, my, my second favorite snake behind Randy Orton, Kevin Durant. <laughs> We're still on that. I thought we moved yes. past that. Snakes don't yes. snakes, snakes he, don't change. He made his bed when he formed another super team, Trish. I don't have any sympathy. 
Yeah. Remember when he said he wasn't going to form a super team and then he formed two? You act like that's his fault. It is. It, it is, is not. But the, you think How is it not? The Brooklyn Nets acquiring uh, Harden has nothing to do with Katie. He told them to. <laughs> nothing to do with it. He him. also went there and talked to Kyrie Irving about going there. You don't think they consulted Durant? Like, okay, we're going to trade almost all of our depth you know, to get you another star. You okay with that? Hey, yeah. Sure celebrated with Kevin Durant. I no, listen. He can be happy about it all he wants, but he's not the general manager of that team. He didn't decide the trade. I'll tell you this: if Kevin Durant said don't trade for James Harden, they he wouldn't, wouldn't have. Done it. That's true. That's what I'm saying. And That's Kevin Durant said. said you should try and trade for James Harden. Know what they did? They tried way harder to trade for James Harden. Still not his fault. Listen, Katie went there. I'll also, say don't blame Katie. him for leaving the Thunder at all. Ugh. No, they kind of sucked. They were awful. They, they were not awful. They were they game were... away from the conference. They were game away from the NBA Finals. Yeah, but you just keep getting shit on by the same team year after year. You're going to want to leave. It was really only that one year that, like, they were, like, up until then, you know, OKC just had Yeah, the worst but you got to remember. You got to remember. Oklahoma. Yeah. They just had the worst. I, I understand. I'm not knocking the team. Oklahoma. Yeah, you but, also can't go ahead saying they're a game away, yet they suck. Also, he had a great movie in Thunderstruck. That you movie's that? terrible. That movie's awful, I, but it's so funny. It's Have a, you well, seen it's it? It's one of those so bad it's good movies yeah. we're talking no, about. No, it's earlier. so bad it's bad. No, it's hysterically funny. It's like Draft Day with Kevin Costner. <laughs> <laughs> That's the greatest movie I of all time. That movie is terrible. So much. So terrible. Much. <laughs> that movie's so good. Uh, let's go number 36, Jerome Bettis, Gaylord Perry. The list here isn't really that deep for number 36. I'm going with the bus, Jerome Bettis. Tom did it too. Have a nickname like the bus and to have a ring to boot. What was the fridge's number? I'm going with the bus too. But. 72. All right, he's my pick for 72. Eric? <laughs> First of all, no Patrick Hornfist love at 72? Come on. Uh, I'm he going Gaylord Perry. in Florida now. Who are you going? Gaylord Perry. John? Give me the bus. Bettis. The bus. Trish? The bus, yeah. Bus. <laughs> How did I go with the bus? is so badass. Yeah. I love like, the fridge, personally. The fridge is badass, too. Yeah. 37. We're getting to the weaker numbers. 37. Bill Lee. Bill Spaceman Lee. Pavel Zaka. Spaceman's an, an awesome nickname. Pavel Zaka. We are really going with, like, the best nicknames at this point, aren't we? Are, are you saying Pavel Zaka? I'm saying Pavel Zaka. Because <laughs> I don't know any other players. That There's way too many seven. devils on this list. <laughs> no, just Shut on up, his. Eric. Just on his. Oh, okay. I mean, Sveshnikov is better than him. You've got two. I do. Yeah. I have reason for them. I have four? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm going with the spaceman, Bill Lee. Eric? Casey Stengel. Good pick, too. John? Yeah, we're in, un- we're in uncharted waters for me. I'm going to go with the guy with the space van. <laughs> Bill Lee is a consensus. Number 37. Number 38. I see Pavel Dimitra on this, and he was not that good. <laughs> like, I see various lists that have Pavel Dimitra. We're, we're going to get to the... We're- we're gonna get to like the fifties and sixties where it's just like, oh my goodness. Well, fifties is nice. Fifties is linebacker territory. Well, that's true. Tom says Kurt Schilling. Who else wore thirty-eight? Th- this list has Kurt Schilling, George Rogers, and Pavel Dimitra. I don't know any of those. I'm people. going with Schilling. 
Give me somebody better. Kurt Schilling's not bad. Kurt Schilling's pretty good. Yeah. All right, I'll go with him then. Never heard of him. Eric? Kurt Schilling. Absolutely. And we got some quotes from Bruce Cassidy on Tom Wilson. Yes, uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. John, you going Kurt Schilling? Yep. 39, Larry Zonka, good pick. Dominic Hasek, good pick. Roy Campanella, good pick. Tom went Dominic Hasek. I'm going Dominator. I, I think, personally, the most skilled goaltender the league's ever seen. Eric? Yeah, in my opinion, the greatest goalie ever, Dominic Hasek. John? Yeah, they'll give me Dom. <laughs> so, like, he he knows said that him. like he knows who he is. Right? Trish? I'll take Dominic Hasek. Dominic Hasek consensus number 39. Number 40, Gail Sayers, Sean Kemp. Sean Kemp, I believe, owns a weed dispensary now in Washington, and he named it Sean Hemp. That's a great name. That's great. Which is... <laughs> That's fantastic. With that being said, Gail Sayers... It's a power move. Gail Sayers is second greatest running back in Bears history behind Walter Payton. Yeah. Easy pick. Tom went with Sayers as well. Eric? Both both of the Grace Bears running backs are on there. Gail Sayers. See, it's shame I didn't pick Dave Montgomery for a later a lower number. <laughs> John? Yeah, give me, give me Sayers. Trish? I, I, I broke John. Sayers. So Sayers, clean sweep for 40. 41, good number. Tom Seaver, great pitcher for the New York Mets. Dirk, perhaps the greatest European player in NBA history. I think it's really between those two. Hold on. What? Give me a second. You want to say what the mistake is instead of just... No, no, no. I was just wrong in the number in my head. I was just thinking about it. It's, in, it's the next one. Yeah, I don't even have Jackie Robinson as the best 42. What? Mariano Rivera. Okay, I'm still sticking with Jackie. Man paved roads. So 41, who would you say? I didn't even listen. Dirk. Dirk, yeah. I'm saying Dirk. It's between Dirk and Tom Dirk. Seaver. I know Eric's going Tom Seaver. Yeah, where's my Mets fans at? Yeah. John, you going Tom Seaver? I mean, I kind of have to just because of the Mets part of it. Yeah. Stop, John. Dirk. You got all your single. You got all your single digits. We get the the higher numbers. That's fair. So Dirk wins the consensus three two. Forty two. Jackie Robinson, Ronnie yep. Lott, Mariano Rivera, greatest Jackie closer. I, I mean, can you really look and say Jackie Robinson's the greatest anything in MLB history? Yes. What? What the first black player? To it's play. not what I asked you. He's the greatest first one to do it. Okay. I don't know he wasn't it. even the first player. I know he wasn't the first one, but he was the best one at the time. I don't know. He wasn't the first. He also won a bunch. He wasn't the first black major league baseball player. Yes, but he, he was, was like the, the first fourth? one to successfully do it. Yes, you, you can't even deny that. No one did it before him and was as successful as he was. Mariano Rivera is the greatest closer of all time. And that's not to say there weren't better African-American players at the time, because there were. They were just playing in Negro Mar- Mariano Rivera is the greatest closer of all time. Okay. There came a time where Mariano Rivera would walk in there, and you knew it was over. Also, Mariano Rivera, was he... He was close to unanimous for the Hall of Fame. No, no, he was unanimous. He was unanimous. He was unanimous for the Hall of Fame. There was one guy. There was one guy that didn't vote Jeter. Yeah, Tom went Mariano Rivera. Guy. I'm going Mariano Rivera. So you're going Jackie Robinson, mm-hmm. Eric. I'm going another greatest, greatest safety, Ronnie Lott. Robert Ronnie Lott is a very good choice as well. Ten times he hit the Pro Bowl. Eight time first team All Pro. John. I was gonna. I'm just gonna fuck everything up here. I'm gonna go James Worthy. <laughs> <laughs> Big game, James. <laughs> 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 Mariano, 
Mariano Rivera wins. All right. 2 1 1 1. <laughs> Greatest closer. All right. Well, Come listen, on. I'm not arguing. I'm just saying. I think Jackie Robinson, man. 43. Dennis Eckersley. Troy Palomalu. Troy Palomalu. My personal pick, Richard Petty. Troy Palomalu. The King. NASCAR. Troy Palomalu. It's not even close between those two. Troy it's not. Nobody won as much as Richard Petty did. Go ahead, Tom. He's coming I, over. I thought Troy Palomalu originally, and then I got something that very very much swayed me. Do, yeah. you, do you know what his car looks like? Well, whose car looks like? The Richard King. Petty. No. Oh, I got some Have news. Have you seen cars? Have you seen cars? Yeah. Do you know what his car looks like? Done. This you is do, based off of him. Uh, yeah, you know. Right? And, and, and Trish, 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 you know who voiced the king in Cars? Who? Richard Petty. Uh, okay. So he voiced the car that was his car. That's interesting. No, I'm still sticking with Trump. Okay. That's for my grandfather. Huge Steelers fan. Okay. Did that wouldn't vote Ben Roethlisberger at seven? Or Teddy Bridgewater at 12. <laughs> Miss me with it. Teddy Bridgewater? <laughs> Not Teddy Bridgewater. Terry Bradshaw. Oh, Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> it's been a long day. Terry Bradshaw, come on. How could you vote Terry Bradshaw John, when Tom Brady's in there? Who's your Who's your, Who's your? your 43? Just real quick, real quick. We'll see if you have the same tone when we get to 81 next week. Can you say Antonio Brown? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we at you didn't even do Le'Veon Bell for 26. <laughs> 26, Patrick Elias. What? 43, John. I'm going to go Richard Petty just because of that photo Tom showed me. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> That's a fun fact with the movie Cars. Cars! <laughs> uh, Richard Petty's accolades are ridiculous. In, in, in Can we just all agree I'm not, that Cars 3 was I'm not sad. sitting in front of a TV watching a race for three hours if it's not for Richard Petty every Sunday. He won five Winston Cups. He won Cups. seven NASCAR championships. You mean Piston Cups? No. Nope. He's tied. <laughs> He's tied with, with several people yep. for he won 27 races in a single season. Man could You're drive. never seeing that again. You're yeah, never and, getting married. And most wins at Daytona, 10. Yeah. That's ridiculous. So. You're still going to You, Tom, you said Paul Richard Paul. Petty, right? Just because yeah. of him in cars? Okay. Oh, wait. Who did I say for 24? Probably not Jeff Gordon. Oh, right, right. Never mind. Continue. Because <laughs> Jeff Gordon was my guy when I was. 44. Kid. Hank Aaron. Jerry West, I mean it. It's Henry Aaron. I mean, it, yeah, yeah. Hank Aaron. That's that's not it, Chief. Don't oh, don't Jerry. say wow. Jerry West. He's the fucking logo. I understand he's the logo. That doesn't Hank matter. Hank Aaron should be the logo. Kobe Finn would be the logo. No, it won't happen. Did you see what? Did you see what iconic. Walt Frazier said? Who should be the logo? Who? No, who? Oh, what Himself? is? Oh no, what is his name? Uh like he's the he wants like the original. Big man for the Lakers. Bob Pettit? No. George Mikan. Yeah, that's who he, he wants him to be the logo. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Just make it Kobe. They were in Minneapolis. It would work so well. And it's a nice memory, not of the hat. No, the make whole, it a player who's played in, you know, the whole point century. The, the whole point with the NBA logo is, despite it being modeled after a photo of Jerry West, the league stance is that it's not Jerry West. Like, it's not officially yeah, did you hear? Did you hear how they picked that? It no, was co- it was a college photo of him, wasn't it? No, yeah. the commissioner at the time just had a bunch of photos yeah. and said, that one. Yep. Didn't <laughs> look at who it was, just said, that one. But the whole point of the logo is like you can like look at it, right? And it's just like a stick. Granted, thing. he, might have, the, he might have the coolest nickname in basketball. The logo is a pretty cool nickname. 
That being said, Hank Aaron. Let's stick it with. Are you the, going Hank Aaron? Yeah. Eric, you went Hank Aaron. I'm going Hank Aaron. Four one in favor of Hank Aaron, John. Jerry West also only won one championship. I still think it should be Kobe. But my my man had a rough career. You know, like he literally got depression because he lost in the finals so much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that probably would take a toll on you, right? No, but it was like nine straight. That's the thing. I mean, anyone like who had who would lose that much, you know, in their career, I wouldn't. Forty-five. Bob Gibson, AC Green, Pedro Martinez, Kyle Petty. I think it's uh, I think it's Pedro Martinez. Personally, great pitcher. Two great pitchers there. Yeah. I'm going with Pedro. You going with Pedro too? Tom went Bob Gibson. So you're going with Pedro, Eric? Yep. John. Give me Pedro Martinez. Trish. I'll go with Tom's guy. Bob Gibson. So four, uh, three, two. I got uh, you, Tom. Pedro Martinez takes it. Forty-six. Lee Smith, Todd Christensen, Andy Pettit. I got a soft spot for Andy. Andy Pettit. You know, New York Yankee. Tom went Lee Smith. I, I'm I'm taking Andy Pettit. He was my favorite pitcher when I was younger. So I, I'm going Andy Pettit for forty-six. Eric. I'm going Lee Smith. He's going with Tom. John. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, Andy Petit. Pettit. I said it like five times. Here comes the uncharted waters for John. Andy Petit. <laughs> I'll just read off you. Know with, uh, you, know, you, know my, you know my favorite sizes and target? Andy Petit. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when you said as a Met fan you wanted the high numbers? Yeah. Well, 46, New York Yankee. <laughs> you, yeah. <laughs> 47, Jack Morris, Mel Blunt, Jerry Lucas. Tom went Mel Blunt. I like Mel Blunt. I like Mel Blunt as a pickup. I'm going with Mel Blunt. I'll, I'll go with that. I don't know any of these people. Dominant NFL player. Okay. Mel Blunt, Hall of Famer. I trust Eric? you. Uh, before I get started, uh, Brandon Carlos go to the hospital. Why from that hit? Wilson. Yeah. Tom Wilson lays you out, man. You go to the hospital. It's just... I'm taking Tom Glavin. Also another solid pick. John. You can be Mel Blunt. Four one for Mel Blunt, forty eight. Jimmy Johnson. Is there any argument against Jimmy Johnson? My parents' favorite racer of all time. Well, not of all time. Just up until he retired. Like also, we did not give a lot of consideration to Dale Earnhardt at three. I know I said his name I, a couple times, but we just. I think didn't race. I pick Earnhardt at three? I think you did. No. No, you picked AI with me. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, that'll do it. But yeah, I, Jimmy Johnson. There's nobody 48 no. is connected to oh, like Jimmy Johnson. So it's a clean sweep across the board for Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, 40. And, and we still have a 48 now in NASCAR. They replaced oh. it. Who? Alex Bowman. Yeah. Replaced Dale Earnhardt Jr. Is now replacing Jimmy Johnson. 49 is a tough number. We're starting to get to the really tough numbers. Tom picked uh, Brian Savage, <laughs> former NHLer. Tom, what did Brian Savage do? Do you have any idea? Did he do anything? No. I don't know. Cups? <laughs> you're just hoping on cups? <laughs> you see the Canadians logo? You're hoping on cups? Yep. <laughs> he played three games in the playoffs in the year they won. 93-94. Oh, no, that's not the year they won. He didn't have a cup. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so he was a Montreal Canadian, literally when it sucked to be one. You mean like any time past the 20s? Huh? In the 60s? <laughs> what? 
They won one in 1986. They won like five in the 70s. Yeah. They won one in 93. <laughs> they won one. They haven't won shit since. They're not good. Eric, you have a, a, a nominee for 49? Yeah, I'm going to go. You want to talk about good nicknames? Ron Guidry, Louisiana Lightning. I'm with that. I'm going with that just because of his nickname. Same. <laughs> Louisiana Lightning is better than anything. What are you doing over there? Is it better than Brian Savage? It is. Uh, John? Give me Savage mode. Okay, has no idea who he is. Let me just look at Brian Savage's stats real quick. 192 goals in 674 games, 359 points, 321 pims, 11 points, 39 playoff games. We got to get him on the podcast now. Silver medalist at Lillehammer in 1994. Goat. And you're going with Louisiana Lightning, Trish? Yeah. It's a great nickname. So that's our consensus for 49. Can't be beat. Number 50. David Robinson, Mike Singletary, Samurai Mike. Also another elite nickname. Corey Crawford needs to be on this list, considered. Two-time Stanley Cup champion. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I know, but... I- I'm I'm going with... He did me dirty, and I, I'm going, I can't forget I'm going with Corey Crawford. Tom went with Mike Singletary... He spurred my Corey Crawford pick earlier in the night. I, I'm I'm going with Corey Crawford. Eric, what did, what did you do, Tom? What am I? Oh, David Robinson. Hell yeah. Eric's going David Robinson. John? Yeah, give me the admiral. Trish? Singletary. Okay, Samurai Mike. You're the tiebreaker. And David Robinson's nickname is the admiral? Yeah. You know, he went to the Naval Academy. Oh, oh, he went, oh! He's, he's the Admiral, and it's, it's, literally the ad, it's literally two awesome nicknames against each other. <laughs> Sam Did David Robinson story. win a championship? Yeah. How many? Yes. Uh, I think it's two. Like two or three. Yeah, two. Once Duncan's rookie year, and then, like, the right before he retired. Even mm. Robinson, ten-time ten All-Star, two-time champ, eight-time All-Defensive, league MVP, Oh, okay. League MVP's got it. Samurai Mike won a Super Bowl and was like the anchor of that Bears defense in '85. But I, I'm, I'm giving. Right it to now, the Vernon Admiral. Davis. Come on, he played for Ditka. I mean, listen. 51. 51's a good number. There's some interesting names there. You got uh, Dick Butkus, Ichiro, Randy Cross, Randy Johnson. Tom went Dick Butkus. That's a solid pick. I might go with that guy. Who Butkus? Yeah. One of the all-time great Chicago Bears. I'm gonna go Ichiro. Uh, Ichiro. If you combine his, what his Japanese league numbers and his major league numbers, he has the most. It's insane. Time. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Yeah. I'm going Ichiro Suzuki. Yeah. Uh, Eric, I'll go Ichiro. Although the the I have a soft spot for Randy Johnson. I'm gonna go Ichiro. John, yeah. give me Ichiro. Just the story is just so amazing. Hey, Dick Butkus. I know Trisha called him Butkus. He was the most vicious player. Well, you know the sto- the story of Ichiro is that Nintendo owned the Seattle Mariners. And they were a Japanese company, so they had ties in Japan, which allowed Ichiro to go to Seattle. And Ichiro loved King Griffey Jr., so it made sense. Yeah. See, you got, you, Tom, you can plug into there and listen. Yeah. Tom, come sit at my mic and take my picks for me. I need to go to the bathroom. Bear back. You got Ray Lewis for 52? Yeah. Okay. Is there any Is there argument a, against yeah. Ray Lewis at 52? You won't hear it from me. Nope. Like, I can't think of any. 53, got Don Drysdale, Harry Carson, 
Artis Gilmore is a good pick. I'm going Harry Carson, New York Giant. The homer. We're in the linebacker section of this now. So I'm going Harry Carson. No, Tom went Harry Carson. Uh, so Trisha's pick will go with you. Anybody, Eric, what do you got? Don Drysdale. John? Yeah, yeah, I'll go Carson here. So Harry Carson by a vote of 4-1. 54, Randy White, uh, Goose Gossage, Erlacher. No, Gossage is a good pick. Um, but I, I remember how dominant Brian Erlacher was. As the, the beast. That centerpiece of that Bears. Like, you saw it firsthand. I, I saw it multiple times. Yeah. I, but I, it, and the thing was, as a fan of a division rival, I can't hate the man. Like, it's like, oh, he got sacked by Brian Urlacher. Yeah, well, it's just how it happens. And you got to remember, <laughs> Brian Urlacher threw a pass. Yes. Yeah. He, was all, he also did say on Portnoy's Pizza Review that his favorite pizza was Pizza Hut. You know, Appa has that picture of Goose Gossage with the goose signed by him. Really? Yeah. Was he that's actually? so cool. Uh, so, I'm going Erlacher. You're going Erlacher, Tom. Yeah. Eric? Erlacher. John? Yeah, I'll go Erlacher here. Have Trish I'm going to give Trish Goose. Mark him down as Goose. Goose Gossage, huh? Because, okay. like, it's Goose. <laughs> Somebody had to pick him. I'm going to show him that picture when he gets back. 405, uh, f- whoa, 55. Thompson Jr. Sayon, that's, that's a solid. Same here. Yeah, Seau was, again, another beast at the linebacker position. That's really what we're hitting here in the 50s. I agree. So I, I think it's Junior Seau pretty easily. And What was it, that beep throwing you off? Yeah, I got a few of them. So you're saying Seau, yep. Eric's saying Seau. And Mark Trish down for Seau. All right, we're going we're gonna to wait for Trish to get back now. So let's talk about what happened tonight. With the Bruins and Tom Wilson real quick. Oh, yes. See the hit? Yeah, it was bullshit. Did you see what Verona did afterwards? No. After uh, Tom Wilson hit that guy, Verona was then, like, just hitting him, hitting that guy he just hit in the back, and he was holding him down to the ice with a stick. We are officially murdering time. That's what we're trying to do right now, waiting for Trish. Everyone's favorite segment. Yes. John? Let's do it. You're a Nick fan. Yeah. You guys are above 500. Top four Blackhawks beats the Lightning in the shootout. Top four in the East, right? Uh, top right? five. Now. Top five in the East, John. Right? Do you, do you want Russ? Do you want Russ? What? Westbrook? Did you not hear? <laughs> it's possible uh, Russell Westbrook can be traded to the Knicks. I did not hear this. How do you feel? Would well, you like that? No, the last thing we need is more guards. I don't think that's happening. You don't want that. Be a total Knicks move, though. It could be an upgrade. You know, John, he's the greatest player to wear number zero, according Listen, to our list. He's not going to be better than Derrick Rose this year. No, he will be. No, he might be. <laughs> Russ is not that good. No, Russ is not a good player anymore. That's not true. He's just stuck <laughs> on the Wizards. The Wizards kind of suck. Yeah, what if it was Bradley Beal? I'm scrolling down this list. Are they still I'm, on that streak? Yeah. Yeah, but weren't they on like eight of their last nine at one point in that same streak? I, I'm, not, I'm not really sure the particular. I just saw like the stat from yesterday. They beat the Clippers yesterday. Okay, so they're not bad, and Russ isn't bad. Because Russ is a major part of that. Last what about year, it was really just Bradley Beal. Would you take Beal. Bradley Beal? Would I take Bradley Beal? Yeah. Obviously. You won't take okay, Russ? Okay, so it's not really the guard thing. Don't do that. Yeah. It's, it's talent. No. You said we got too many guards and I want Russ. Okay, okay, too many. We have too many young guards that could potentially be good to take a flyer on Westbrook, who I don't think is good anymore. I'll say that's my I, opinion, but it's my You don't opinion. think he would help the team at all? 
Art? Not right now, no. He's been... Think, did you guys play tonight? Uh, no, no. Like, uh, I think it's right now it's All-Star break for all the teams in the league. Yesterday was the oh, last really? game. Oh, really? Yeah. Yo, guys, it, this is, I just realized this might be getting a little long. Do you think we should do it to 65 instead of 75 tonight? All right, what are we at? What's our time at? No, we can make it. You we think? Can, okay. Yeah. Seven, I mean, it, it pretty much gets consensus. So let's pause right here. And wait for Trish to get back. After we had some Knicks talk, which I know makes John happy. So let's take just a a little pause and wait for Trish to get back. Trish is back. We're back. How you doing? After a brief break, we've rallied. We've after a little bit of Knicks talk there at the end of that. John did Knicks talk. John gets that once every couple months. I wasn't here. I understand. Um, That's why we did talk. We're going to change it up. We're only going to go to 60, and we'll do 61 to 99 next Friday. So we'll go up to 60. We're at 56 right now. Does anybody have an argument against Lawrence Taylor? Nope. Man's the greatest it's football player of all Taylor, time. But it's, it's given Martin Truex the wrong number on USA Today. Yeah, I see that. I Sean Merriman, also a very, very, very Martin good linebacker. A little, little bit of NASCAR talk. Martin Truex Jr. was 78 when he won the championship. Yeah. And now he just recently switched to 19. I don't know about best football player of all time, but best defensive football Skill-wise, best football player of all time. Best defensive football player of all time. Nobody, nobody disrupted a game like Lawrence Taylor. 57, Francisco hey, John, Rodriguez. Anybody argue, any argument against You're lucky no Yankees won 57 and been good at wearing it. <laughs> also... 51, Ichiro, I'm taking credit as a Yankee. Sorry, guys. No, Sorry, bullshit. Eric. No. Sorry, John. Wait, 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 Tone, why are you not appreciating his love as a Miami Marlin? <laughs> you know what? No, we still get him because you guys wanted the high numbers. We got 51 now. What are you going to do about it? We got 57. We got K-Rod. <laughs> You're, dude, you are so lucky. You are so lucky no Yankees won 57 and been good at it. You're lucky that Wayne Gretzky is 99 and not Aaron Judge. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> so I'm going to say Francisco Rodriguez. See, I was, I was I was due for one of those. He's got the only no-hitter in Mets history, right? No, that's Johan Santana. Oh, dude, I yeah. get those two confused. What number does son- <laughs> Johan Santana wear? I think it was 57. <laughs> <laughs> so you should pick Santana now. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, switch mine to Johan, baby. <laughs> Wait, are we sure he wore 57? Cool. I'm on baseball reference right now. He wore 57. Yeah. <laughs> Johan Santana. But Francisco Rodriguez was K-Rod, right? Johan yeah. Santana is two Cy Youngs. Johan Santana is two Cy Youngs? Yeah, but not yeah. for the Mets. <laughs> <laughs> Who are they with? John, which former, pitchers have won? John which, which former Met pitcher are you taking? Talking, uh, you taking Johan Santana? For, I'll take Francisco Rodriguez. I'm taking though. Rodriguez here. I'm taking whoever hit the, through the no-hitter. That's Johan. Yep. Tom's the tiebreaker. No, Tom took Francisco Rodriguez. Yeah. So Francisco Rodriguez. With, with Johan Santana giving him a run for his money. Did they call him K-Rod because of A-Rod? No, because his last name was oh. Rodriguez and he got strikeouts. A lot of strikeouts. Yeah. I know. 58. No, okay. Jack Lambert. Carl Banks, Giants, another linebacker from those 80s teams. But Jack Lambert, uh, former um, 
former Pittsburgh Steeler. He's got perhaps one of the meanest pictures in NFL history. Him glaring through his face mask with his front four teeth missing. It's on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Give me that guy. What number was Mean Joe Green? 75. Mm. I think he might be my pick for 75. Uh, Eric, who are you going? For 58, you said? Yeah. Yeah, Jack Lambert. Although, Derek Thomas giving him a run for his money, yeah, too. Yeah, take a look at that picture of Jack Lambert. That man ate people. I can't see it, but I can visualize it. So is it Jack Lambert across the board? Johnny going Jack Lambert? Yeah, I'm going to go Lambert here. Okay. Do I Eric, you see that? Eric, you see that oh, picture? Oh, wow. Yeah. The man of Oh, my God, the <laughs> lips. Yeah, you you're, went Jack Lambert. You're calling out the lips and not the handlebar mustache? Or the lack of teeth? I also saw – I also couldn't see a lot of the light, so with the handlebar mustache might not have come out clear. I noticed the no teeth, but, again, we're hockey watchers. We, we're used to no teeth. That's fair. Let's go another uh, Steelers legend for me, number 59, Jack Ham. Four-time Super Bowl champion, another part of that steel curtain defense in Pittsburgh in the 70s. Eight-time Pro Bowler, part of the NFL's 75th anniversary team and 100th anniversary team. All-American in 1970, Defensive Player of the Year in 75. It's just Give me that, too. That, that me. rough defense that was the Pittsburgh Steelers in the 70s. I'm taking Jack Ham for number that is 59. The that is the greatest defense of all time. It's right? one I mean, of them. I, I think long-sustained success, it, it probably – it, it probably is. If you want to go single-year success, it's probably the 85 Bears. But if you want to talk multiple yeah. championships, it's, wh- why'd you shake your head there? Well, are we talking about best team? Best defense. Best, best, best defense. defenses. What about that one in the 1920s that never let up a point? In the modern era of football? In the Super Bowl era? Oh, is that what you said? <laughs> no. Oh. We changed it because no. you brought up somebody from the 20s. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Although the 2000 Ravens, I mean, yeah, also, that, can also ridiculous. I mean, like if a team... Not Trent Dilfer a ring. Hmm. If a defense is like you know, you know, pro- prolific enough to have a nickname like the Purple People Eaters or the Steel Curtain or the Legion of yeah, the if the you Legion have if you know. have a defense with a nickname, it's. I mean, the Bears didn't have one, but they literally had the Super Bowl shuffle. My yeah. favorite, de- my favorite defensive nickname, and I'm I my team is Purple People Eaters, but I got one that's better: the '70s Broncos, the Orange Crush. Mm. That's a good one. I mean, you got the New York Sack Exchange. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You got the big blue wrecking crew. Mm. Like no fly zone. I think the purple people eaters is the best one. Yeah. Like that name is just insane. It's it's so perfect. Who had the fearsome foursome? Is that the Rams? In the seventies. No. That's also a solid nickname. I think the last good nickname for a defense was the Legion of Boom. I really don't think there's been one since. Yeah, there's nothing. They really I know Denver. Like Denver was calling. Oh, yeah, the Monsters in the Midway. Monsters in the Midway uh, is... Uh, yo, wait, no love for Saxonville? Yeah, yeah but you got to have yeah, a ring. If you're going to do that, you got to have something. And I, I know the Purple People Eaters didn't have a ring. The, the Super Bowl with Peyton was Yeah, but that. they have a nickname? I don't know. No. Also, when it talks long, long-term success... Yeah, no, I'm saying curtain single and, season, though. Single season. Yeah, but they don't have a name. Uh, you go single season, I, I, go, I, I, you go 07 I, I, Giants, I too. Yeah. Late '80s Saints were the Dome Patrol. Dome Patrol oh, is Dome sick. Dome Patrol is cool. Uh, somebody the was the Cowboys somebody was the, the no fly zone. Ben. Some secondary that was Denver. wasn't that the that was Denver. Uh, that was Denver? Denver. That's a sick name too. Yeah. So is this Jack Ham across the board for fifty nine? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go number sixty now. Otto Graham, man. <laughs> 
With a name like Otto. Otto Graham, one of the early quarterback superstars in the National Football League. I mean, three-time NFL champion. He was the last person to lead the Browns to a championship in 55. Three-time NFL MVP, four-time All-Pro. Led the league in passing yards twice. Part of the NFL 100th anniversary team a couple years ago. And he was the only quarterback, really, from that last era of quarterbacks, before the gunslinger quarterback. It, it was a different time, but he, he was him and before that, Sammy Ball. I think those are the two quarterbacks from that era on the 100th anniversary team. Those are the, those are the first two real quarterback superstars. So I, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going with Otto Graham. I know Tom did, too. It's, there's, it's, your, there's your history lesson, listeners, from Tony Pickett. Yes. No, it's very telling that, that uh, there's a photo that Tony had sent in a group chat earlier this week of all the most uh, – the, every team's – Best, best quarterback, quarterback. throughout mm. history, and the Browns, and uh, I think black and white, not not a good look though. No, yet I'm not sure what the other team was there. There's two quarterbacks that were in black and white. Otto Graham being one of them. Also, an honorable mention with sixty, Chuck Bednark, uh, played That's for Philadelphia black. Eagles, has perhaps one of the most, I'd say, pre 1970, the most iconic play in NFL history. Him laying out Frank Gifford, just plastering him in a game against the Giants. Um. He was ranked I'm number thirty-five in the NFL's top one hundred greatest. Going, that was number thirty-five in the top one hundred greatest plays. So I'm going to jump in Nark. Yeah, and that, that's that's also a, another very good pick. It, it, an Iron Man, an Iron Man for the uh, are we, are we, are Philadelphia Eagles. Uncharted waters here from John. John, where are you going with this? I'm gonna go Otto Graham here. I think he was inspired by your speech. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you can make, if you can win with the Browns, you must uh, be yeah, I, right. Yeah, I'm with whatever. That. The Browns win the Super Bowl. Baker Mayfield, no matter what number he is. <laughs> Listen, if, if if Baker wins a Super Bowl for the Browns, put his number on the list. There's gonna be a Baker Mayfield day. If if Baker wins a uh, one for the well, I he's got to beat Bill Russell. Does that beat? Does it put him ahead of Bill Russell if he wins a Super Bowl for the Browns? He did uh, the impossible. That's true. <laughs> Cleveland is so the, the factory of sadness for a reason. Also. Dude, they had championships almost back to back. Chuck Bednark in the Super Bowl era. No, no, no. I'm not saying. I'm not saying football wise. I'm saying like just the city itself. They didn't win that second. That they didn't win the Indians. Yeah, but they or the Cavs the next time. Yeah. Also, Chuck Bednark, one of the last NFL players to play both sides of the football. He played center and linebacker. Damn, that's crazy. Badass. First overall pick in 1949. So that's going to wrap the episode. We're stopping at 60. We'll do the rest next Friday. Hope you enjoyed listening. Um, every single minute of Mets Madness for Zach will be up on YouTube this year. We're going to do one weekly once the season starts. We have one out for spring training. We're going to get one out at the end of spring training going into the season. Uh, Zach hopefully coming back with his always amazing podcast this season to talk a little New York Mets. March 16th. Something he both loves and hates doing. <laughs> So we hope you enjoyed this episode. Tune in Tuesday. Uh, we'll be dis- discussing more sports topics. going to discuss the new changes to the All-Star Game because the All-Star Game for the NBA is happening Sunday. It's going to be interesting to see whether or not all those events happening in one day works. Yeah. I-, I don't think it's something the NBA considers going to full-time, even if it is a wild success this year. But the environment is going to be interesting with no fans and the dunk contest being at halftime of the All-Star Game. So tune into that on Sunday. And, and reminder, we'll be- March 16th. Come say hi. Prudential Center, March March 16th, Devil Sabres. 
We will We're be going there. to the Devil Sabres game. Yes, we, we will be in the parking lot. Yep, parking lot, right green lot, Lafayette, 32 lot. Lafayette Street. Right, right across from the RWJ Barnabas Center. Yep. So come say hi, and we will see you again on Tuesday.